up, everyone? Welcome to This Day in Philly Sports History for December 12th, 2022. What a game. I was a little off on my handicapping of it. I thought it would be kind of an ugly, sort of grinded out game where it was close. And then all of a sudden, we realized, hey, the Eagles are going to win by 13. They just dominated them the entire game and basically came in, did what they had to do. Little concern with some of the injuries. I think Lane Johnson probably will be okay. Um, I I get the sense, and I haven't heard anything update wise, but I, I get the sense that had that game still been close, he probably would have played. Uh, Blankenship hurting his knee, that's concerning. Um, we we're already down um, at the safety spot anyway, so I, I have not heard any updates on that, but it did. It's never good when a guy is getting carted off on the sideline. So keep an eye on that and, and see. That could be could be an issue moving forward. But I think what it'll do is it'll put more pressure on the front seven to get more pressure on the quarterback. Hopefully Gannon will make those adjustments. Um, if you think back to the Super Bowl year, a lot of times because they had the big leads and it allowed the – the defensive line to kind of go and attack. It helped cover up some of the deficiencies they had in the secondary. So it, we're not short on corners. So that's that's a good thing. It is safety. So it's definitely, though, something worth monitoring and, and something to be somewhat concerned about. But as the week goes, we'll get more updates on that. But they came out and did exactly what a good team should do. They beat up on a division rival who was just not as good as them. I, I, I think the Giants are exposed. They're not quite there yet. This is still the same team they had last year. Uh, so hopefully they can use this as a, a stepping stone. I hope they don't get caught in a trap. This, this is the one time now that I'm concerned now with this team and their focus coming into next week's game against Chicago because – on the other side is the showdown in Dallas, which basically they could be clinching the division and the number one seed throughout the playoffs in that game. And I just hope they don't get caught looking ahead next week against Chicago. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to play, but I, I hope that Sirianni keeps them focused this week on the task at hand. But... Speaking of the standings, they have essentially a three-game lead on Minnesota for the number one seed, and <clears throat> basically they should be able to lock that up if they handle their business. Um, they got a roughly, I guess you could call it a two-and-a-half game lead over the Cowboys because they still have that next game playing, but they're up two games with a win against the Cowboys already. Trust me when I say the Cowboys are going to come out fired up, or at least they should. Uh, we'll get more onto the Cowboys here in a minute. Um, but I, I just want them to stay focused on Chicago next week. Focus on the Bears. Don't look ahead to Dallas yet. You got to take it one game at a time. They say the right things. Now, human nature, I don't know. But Jalen Hurts says the right things about taking it one game at a time, one day at a time. So let's hope that's what the mindset this week is down at the NovaCare Complex. Speaking of the Cowboys... I don't want to hear any Cowboy fan at all talk to me about the Eagles schedule anymore. I'm done with it. Um, didn't you guys lose to the Green Bay Packers that you said we struggled to beat, which we didn't struggle to beat? But 
if anybody watched, and I was flipping back and forth between the red zone, that game between the, the Cowboys and the Texans, the Cowboys got beat pretty pretty handily by them. It wasn't until the Houston Texans realized, hey, we don't want to win this game because we want that number one draft pick and allowed the Cowboys just to drive right up the field. I, I don't want to hear it. Cowboys fans, enough. I don't want to hear anything about the Eagles schedule. Stop it. Stop, stop, stop. All of a sudden now they're they're crawling back into their holes. They're, they're they're like, okay, maybe we don't talk about that. I don't want to hear it. That was a horrible, pathetic display by a team that just last week ESPN said has the best shot to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC. You struggled mightily against the Houston Texans after talking all that shit on the Eagles. I don't want to hear it. Frauds, as usual. Frauds. Anyway, Sixers won last night 113 or 131-113 over the Hornets. Uh, and B threw down 53. It's the Hornets, though, so eh. But we'll take it. Flyers lost in overtime to the Coyotes 5-4. Again, they got the point. They got some experience. Let's not make it happen on this. But today in Philly Sports History, we're going to go back to 1987. And the number 11 Temple Owls beat the Rhode Island Rams 75-66 at Old McGonagall Hall. Which I never really, I only got to watch a game or two at McGonagall. Uh, but it was pretty cool to see. I mean, I was spoiled. It's my freshman year was the opening of the Leah Chorus Center. So at the time, it was the Apollo of Temple. But pretty cool venue to watch a game. Very intimate. But this year, or on this day, December 12th, 87, the Owls beat Rhode Island to go to 4 0, 3 0 in the A 10. Mike Rieswick had 26 points. Ramon Rivas added 15 rebounds. Speaking of Mike Rieswick, he's a good follow on Twitter. If you like Temple Sports and, and just some stories, he'll go on some, um, post some John Chaney stories, which are actually hilarious and pretty cool. And it just gives you an insight into what it was like to play for him. Um, so if you're you're into that, give Mike Rieswick a follow. Um, he's you, you won't be disappointed. But this team, the 87-88 Temple Owls, they were the team that went to the Elite Eight for the first time under John Chaney. Um, they had Mark Macon as a freshman, uh, Vrieswick, Tim Perry, who would go on to play in the NBA, ultimately would come back and play for the Sixers, Dwayne Caldwell, Howard Evans. So they were that first good team that Chaney had and sort of laid the groundwork then for the next couple of um, elite eight runs he had, but he that was the year they were they ended up getting to the number one spot. So they were ranked number one for probably six to eight weeks. Like they got there in February and stayed number one until they lost in the conference or conference um, regional final to Duke. But I think yeah, no, Duke didn't win it that year. Um, that was Kansas, I believe, in 87 with Larry Brown. But um, just a good team. Uh, I was still a little young. I do remember watching some of them. And, like, I remember making a lot. Uh, I remember Tim Perry. I remember Rieswick. Um, so just a fun team. Kind of ignited my own temple love of Temple basketball. But 
definitely, like I said, go give Vrieswick a, a follow on Twitter. This day in Philly sports history in 87, Temple beat Rhode Island 75-66 at McGonagall. Huge win for the Eagles. I want to see, like I said, we got to keep focus this week now. Keep focus on the Bears. And Cowboys fans, I, I don't want to hear it. I, I Honestly, I don't want to hear it. All you do is talk, and then here's your team over here almost losing to the Texans. At least with the Eagles, they weren't necessarily, there was never a concern that we were going to lose that game to Houston. You guys had to, to sweat it out there at the end, and I still question if they weren't in the running for the top pick whether you would have won that game or not. It seemed a little bit of a spotty defense there for a team that, that needs to guarantee that number one pick and build things. So miss me with all your trash talk. Go Birds. Go have yourselves a Monday. They're always better when the Eagles win. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.